0: in biochemistry from Queen Mary. He has a master's from analytical chemistry from King's College. And he has a BDS from Bath and the London Medical Dental School. He's a dental surgeon. He's loaded and is just, I mean, the man for the hour tonight. We will be talking about dental health and I am sure you'll be glad to c- you came tonight. Join me even as I welcome Dr. Olatunde Fastenya to the podium. Please give your hand to Jesus. Please give your hand to Jesus. Please give your hand to Jesus. Please give your hand, hand to Jesus. You're welcome, sir. Good evening, church. So, my name is Olatunde Fasaya. I'm a general dental practitioner. I work down in Crayford. So, this is my first year of qualifying. I finished summer last year. So, when you finish dental school, you have to work for the NHS for a year. It's compulsory, and then afterwards, you can do what you like, whether go to hospital, stay in NHS, or go into a private clinic. So I'll be talking about oral health tonight. And um, by a show of hands, in the last six months, how many people have been to the dentist? Okay. So ideally, everyone should visit the dentist at least twice a year. Well, if not twice a year, at least once a year. So well done to people that have gone in the last six months and hopefully you went for a checkup not just when you're in pain which is what most people tend to to do they tend to go to the dentist when they're in pain and the thing I say to patients is your teeth is like a car you don't wait for your car to break down you have to do MOT and servicing every year and most people take their teeth for granted people will stay with dental pain for months and months on end because they've got dentophobia which sometimes is legitimate, but most other times it's just conditioning of the mind, saying that, oh, the dentist is going to hurt me. But truly, the dentist is not there to hurt you. No one wakes up in the morning trying to think, who can I feel play on today? It's not strictly true. So I would advise everyone to go to the dentist regularly. Next slide, please. So the World Health Organization defined oral health as being free of chronic mouth, pain, and diseases. The word health in itself, it's not an absolute term. You can have illnesses and still be healthy bodily-wise. Same thing with your teeth. There could be things wrong with your teeth, but still able to, to function normally. But there are some issues that arises that causes the mouth to not function properly. Mainly people who have got oral cancer and periodontal disease, which is just gum disease. And also people that are born with cleft palates. Like they've got holes at the roof of their mouth. And basically what we want to maintain or achieve is that nice smile over there. Possibly, probably not as white as that, but healthy teeth. Some people are towards the middle where their teeth are not so great. They've lost bone and their gum has receded. And that's what we don't want to end up at, having dentures later on in life because we've neglected our, our teeth, which is, which is not good because when you have dentures, although people can function, you can eat, but it's, it's not as good as having your own teeth because what God made, there's no substitute for it. Next slide, please. So, most things that give people pain are teeth, but well and truly, Our mouth is made up more of soft tissues. So the roof of the mouth, the tongue and your cheeks cover a lot more surface area than the teeth. But the most bit that cause concern are our teeth. Next slide, please. So with regards to what causes most diseases, which is our teeth, the thing is if everyone watch what they eat and through basic oral hygiene, literally, I'll be out of a job. There will be no reason to have a dentist, apart from those that work in hospital that deal with mouth cancer and like, people that deal with severe illnesses or, or malfunction of the mouth. Because generally, if you think about it, our forefathers, didn't have any dentist. And the main reason why people have holes in their teeth is because of sugar, literally. If you cut out sugar... In your diet, apart from abnormalities when you were born or your genetics, if there's any malformation, apart from that, there shouldn't be any reason to have holes in, in your teeth. We've already touched on um, going to the dentist twice a year. So it is recommended to brush twice daily. And um, people tend to just brush in the morning. But the thing is, the most important brushing is before bed, not actually in the morning. The reason why people tend to brush in the morning is because they don't want their breath to stink. But the reason why we advocate brushing at least once during the day. We're meant to brush twice a day, but if you have to brush once a day, if you don't have time, it's better to brush at night. Because when you sleep, you have reduced saliva in your mouth. And saliva coats your teeth. It helps against tooth decay So brushing at night and leaving the toothpaste on your teeth helps protect the teeth whilst you're sleeping. And then you can brush in the morning or any other time during the day. But if you don't want your breath to stink, it's advisable to brush in the morning before before you leave for work. And also people ask, do you brush before you eat or after you eat? Generally, there's no difference whether you brush before or after. You People just don't like the taste of not brushing before eating but if you if you eat you have to wait at least 30 minutes before brushing because when you eat your teeth are slightly soft and then if you brush immediately you're wearing away the top surface of your teeth and that's how people end up getting sensitivity later on in their life so it's probably better to brush before you eat if you don't have time to wait after eating in the morning next slide please Okay, so we're just gonna go through basic oral hygiene. Most people tend to, most of the patients I see, they say, okay, I know how to brush. But then when you ask them, how do they actually brush? Then you realize that they're doing it all wrong. So when you get home tonight, if you flip your toothpaste over, you'll see something that says fluoride concentration is either NAF. Or just fluoride, or just F. And it needs to be at least 1,350 parts per million. So that's the, the whole reason of using toothpaste, apart from keeping your breath fresh, is because of the fluoride in the toothpaste. The fluoride, the job of the fluoride is to coat your teeth and to strengthen it against tooth decay. Because when you're eating, the bacteria in your mouth break down all the food you eat and they produce acid. And that's what causes cavities in your teeth. But the fluoride actually goes into your teeth, forms a complex, and helps it against against tooth decay. And also for children, there are age-specific toothpaste. So it's not advisable to use adult toothpaste for kids because they still have teeth grow, developing in the jaw. And if you have a higher concentration of fluoride, you can actually affect the way the teeth develop, and then the teeth can come out or it's, they could end up getting something called fluorosis. So the teeth come out discolored or have white patches on them. So that's why for kids up to the age of three, it's advisable to use toothpaste that's got 1,000 parts per million on it. And then it's just a tiny smear that you put on the toothbrush. And then from the age of three to six, they can still use 1,000 parts per million, but it has to be half a pea size. And then after that, they can use normal after the age of six years old, they can use normal adult toothpaste. And also, I uh, advise patients to, once you finish brushing, don't rinse your mouth out. Because if you rinse with water, all the fluoride you use to coat your teeth, you just washed it all away. So you might as well not have brushed in the first place. It tastes a bit funny for about a week, but you get used to it. It's, it's advisable not to rinse, just spit out. Some people say, oh, but i still got the dirt in my mouth. I would say, oh, once you brush first, you can rinse and just get a bit of toothpaste and just apply it all over your mouth. It helps strengthen your teeth. And um, also, it's very advisable to use interdental cleaning. So on the top hand side, those are called flossettes. A lot of people find them easier to use than a normal floss tape because they don't know how to put it in between their teeth. So the way I explain it to patients is your toothbrush only you brush the top surface, the outside and the inside of your teeth. It doesn't cover in between your teeth. So you need to floss to get all the dirt out of in between your teeth. So it's very important to to use um dental floss and also because I remember when I was growing up we didn't change our toothbrush that often, maybe twice a year. But it's advisable to change your toothbrush Every three to four months, or when you see the bristles starting to display, if they're not standing erect, then they're not they're not useful. You need to change it. And then also, people that use electric toothbrush just change the brush head every three to every three to four months. For um, electric toothbrush, the way you know it, when to change it is if the colours of the bristle starts fading. That's when to that's when to change the brush head. Um, next slide, please. So this is. This is what I was talking about earlier, about how to brush your teeth. A lot of people just take the toothbrush and they just go front to back, front to back, front to back, sideways, which is actually wrong. Because if you're doing that, you're not actually cleaning your teeth, you're just moving the dirt from side to side. What you need to do is get the toothbrush for your top teeth, turn your wrist slightly upwards so the bristles engage in between the gum and the teeth. So at a 45 degree angle and you do circular motions. Just little, little circles. So it goes in and out and cleans in between your teeth and the gum. So a lot of people are very good at brushing teeth. But almost the whole population is terrible at brushing between tooth and gum, which is where you get all the dirt trapped in because there's a little gap between your teeth and gum. So if you're just drawing sideways, all you is just moving it side to side. But if you're brushing in a circular motion, the bristles goes in and comes out. It goes in and comes out. So that way circular motions remove the dirt between the gum and and the tooth. And also it is advisable to brush for 2 minutes. That's for adults that've got a complete set of teeth. I've got at least 28 teeth in the mouth. But for kids there's no need to brush for 2 minutes because they don't have enough teeth to last that long. For 2 minutes just a minute will do or a minute and a half will do for, for kids and what i tend to tell people like, oh i can't really tell when it's two minutes for people that have got electric toothbrush it vibrates every 30 seconds so once it vibrates four times then you know the two minutes is up but for people that don't have electric toothbrush it's either i'll tell them like play a song An average song lasts about four minutes and everyone knows when the midpoint of their favorite song is so you can stop brushing at that point or you can get a little egg timer they sell it at one pound shop that's for two minutes just turn it and then once it finishes you know that's, that's you done next slide please so um, looking after kids teeth a lot of um, new mothers in the church get worried when they see their kids mates having teeth around six months the two lower teeth coming out first the thing is it's an it's an average so some Some babies are actually born with teeth. And it can take up to a year for the first teeth to appear. It's not much of a worry if your child has delayed eruption. You only tend to worry if they don't erupt in the right order. So once the front two teeth, lower teeth usually come out first. Once they come out, then I advise to take your child to the dentist. Just to have a look. Make sure everything's everything's okay. Otherwise... You can just start brushing normally and what i tend to tell um, parents is that when kids are very hard to brush for you can buy um little finger props that you just put on your index finger and just quickly brush their teeth instead of using an actual toothbrush next slide please so um a lot of people ask which one is better electric or manual toothbrush and The honest truth is, there's no significant difference. It's just a way of um, companies making money and being fanciful. Because if you're actually brushing properly, there's no need for electric toothbrush. Electric toothbrush only came about because of orthopedic patients that have got wrist problems and people that have got severe arthritis, and there's risk that they can't actually brush properly, so they just hold the toothbrush against your tooth and the, the brush head does the job. But If you're brushing properly, there's no need. But one category of people that I recommend um, electric toothbrush is people that have got gum recessions. A lot of people tend to really, really have a go at their tooth brushing really hard. And then the gum starts moving up, and then you start seeing the roots of your teeth, which can give sensitivity. So if you buy electric toothbrush, if you're pressing too hard or you're brushing too hard, it either vibrates more or it flashes, then you know you're brushing too hard. So those are the two categories of people that would really benefit from an um, electric toothbrush but everyone's welcome to buy one if you want to but as long as you're brushing properly there's no need to buy an electric toothbrush so um, with regards to diet and tooth decay it's mainly sugar and acidic food that causes tooth decay I know like doctors and gps and nutritionists they will tell you that Having fruits is good for you. But the thing is, in dentistry, having too many citrus fruits is bad for you. Because it actually is very acidic and it wears down your teeth. So people that do um, juices that just um, process um, fruits in the morning and drink it. Because the thing is, when you do that, the sugar is readily available and it just attacks your teeth so I would say for people that do that, it's good, it's healthy. But if you want to do that, use a straw. Because when you take it through a straw, it just goes to the back of your throat. It doesn't settle on your teeth. And also, when you finish having your juice, just have a, have a drink of water just to wash away the sugar on, on, your, on your teeth. And also, in order to prevent tooth decay, you're only allowed four sugar attacks a day. So that means breakfast, lunch, dinner. That's three, sugar attack. And then one more, snack or anything. This. So people that sit in, especially people that sit in the offices, they've got sweets on their table and they just nip on it one at a time and then 10 minutes later, take, take more, eat it. It's actually better to hit a whole pack in one go than to break it up if you need to have it. Because if you break it up, having little by little is the same sugar attack as having a whole pack. I'm not saying buy a whole pack four times during the day. That's wrong. I'm saying if you want to have it, have a whole pack in one go instead of breaking it up during the day. Because once you eat something sugary, the pH in your mouth drops and that's when it's acidic and that's what causes holes in your teeth. And it takes about 20 to 30 minutes for the saliva in your mouth to buffer up again to to neutralize the acid so imagine you have sweets now and then 30 minutes later you have another sweet before your mouth neutralizes you dipped down into acidic environment again that's how you end up having holes in your teeth and what i say to parents is they say that oh i need to give my kids snacks just to keep them quiet the thing is what they don't know they won't miss it so when they're little it's actually better to make them think that healthy food is a good treat. So when they do something that's pleasing, I'll just say give them, a, give them fruit instead of giving them sweets. And also, if they need to have snacks, just have, give them cheese with plain biscuits because there's no sugar in those, or just plain, plain crisps or vegetable crisps. That's better than buying all this processed food that's just full of, of sugar. Next slide, please. So for tooth decay to happen there's four things that's needed time, which is if you're continuously eating sugary food you've got bacteria in your mouth so everyone's got we've got bacteria in our mouth which are good bacteria because they stop all the bad bacteria infecting our mouth and then you've got sugar and then you've got tooth out of all of those the only thing we can control is the sugar so if you knock off one of those things you significantly reduce the chances of getting cavities so if we cut down the sugar intake, that's really good. And a lot of people tend to have a lot of sugar in their tea. Some people drink tea like four or five times a day with like two teaspoons of sugar. What I tell people is, if you say that you're going to cut it immediately, it's not going to happen. You just have to win it because it took years for you to build up your tolerance. You just have to win yourself off of it slowly. So this is what I did and it worked for me. So if you normally have... A teaspoon of sugar in your tea. What I would say is for a week, cut it to half a teaspoon and then the following week, cut it to a quarter and then the following week, don't use it at all. So within a month, you can literally stop having sugar in your tea and coffee and your brain will gradually adapt to it. Next slide, please. So the other issue with people is gum disease because a lot of um, afro-caribbean people they believe that they've got dense bone they'll be like oh when i went for tooth extraction it took the dentist a long time to take my tooth out because my bones very very hard strictly speaking not really true but the reason why a lot of people get gum disease is because when you're eating and you're not cleaning between your gum properly all your food debris are there. The bacteria in your mouth break it down. They release toxins. The toxins are not meant to be in your mouth. So your immune system pushes blood and um, immune cells towards your gum to fight the disease. That's why when some people brush their teeth, they say, oh, my mouth is bleeding. I can see blood. But what I tend to tell patients, and then people tend to stop brushing in that area because it's quite painful. But the thing is, if you neglect that area, it's just going to get worse so what interpretation is that brush generally and stop and keep flossing it's a case of it's going to get worse before it gets better so the more you brush it, it might bleed a little bit more but over a week or so it should settle down so the process of your gum getting inflamed, getting puffy and your body resolving the issue getting puffy again, resolving the issue so the bone in the area starts shrinking down because the toxins are impacting the bone so the bone starts reducing and then that's when you start losing bone in your teeth and then your, bone, your teeth become wobbly and then over time you lose teeth. Which is a shame because there's no reason to be losing teeth through bad, bad um, oral hygiene because oral hygiene is really simple to maintain. It's better, prevention is better than cure. It's better for you to brush properly and look after your teeth than having to replace teeth in the long run which is not beneficial. Next slide please. So this is the other a main issue that people present with: a lot of people they complain that when in the winter time, when they when they're walking in the street, their teeth are very very sensitive and it's painful when it's cold, or they can't eat anything cold. Main reason is because when people are brushing too hard, their gum shrinks down, and the roots of your teeth are exposed. And the thing is, the top layer of your tooth, which is the enamel, which is quite strong, doesn't cover your doesn't cover the roots of your teeth, and the roots of your teeth—they've got the roots of teeth—they've got um, small channels where, when you have something cold, it just goes in, and then that irritates your nerve, and that just when you get the sharp shooting pain in your brain. And the most effective way of dealing with this is by using sensodyne toothpaste. They're very, very effective at um, blocking those channels. And what I tend to tell patients is when you finish brushing, like I was saying, don't rinse because there's particles in the toothpaste that block the channels on on your teeth that stops the sensitivity and just get a tiny bit and just rub it all along your gum overnight to block it. There's no true treatment for sensitivity. You just have to manage the symptoms because once you have sensitive teeth and you've got receded gum, unless in extreme cases where they have to do um, gum surgery, where they Remove gum and then cover it back up again. Most people just tend to deal with it by um, just using sensodyne toothpaste. And um, I think that's the end of, a, of the presentation, just a brief stop on oral And Anyone got questions?